0: Hey, it's the Body Bishops. Hey, old fella. Hey, Matt. How are you doing, mate? Yep. All as well. well.
1: Well, I'm kept. I'm held up. What are you Good. doing? Good work?
0: Yeah. Just got dreary outside a little bit, actually, but Hello, love autumn. Um, was, was, was driving was driving today actually and of course I love it when the when the foliage is on the trees and stuff you know but I actually I'm, I'm a bit weird because a lot of people get depressed when the leaves are off the trees and stuff mm. I get a kick out of watching the leaves blow around on the road oh yeah and like walking in the woods on the carpet of leaves after they've fallen
1: oh yeah that's nice yeah
0: yeah yeah. so I'm yeah I, I like this time of year yeah you know
1: yeah it's good to get out into the woods and Walk around,
0: yeah, and fresh air does wonders, wonders for you. I, was, mm. I took cotton out. Uh, yesterday, I actually, we went to Trenton Gardens, and um, I was, I was feeling a bit kind of down early yesterday morning for some reason, and that's one everything, so I don't know. And then I just got outside and got out in nature and got back in the car and thought mm. I feel so much better just being outside and mm. enjoying God's creation. So
1: yeah, man, get the fresh air. Yeah, absolutely walking mill Deal the other day and it was just orange and yellow everywhere on mm-hmm. the trees and it's just a beautiful day so grace manneror Timothy
0: yeah yeah one one Timothy uh, we've we just trying to get into this gospel community thing make our way through the New Testament as we're trying to do uh, and, and see in each epistle where God commands the church uh, one another principles and uh, we want to see that Um we we don't get to that in Timothy in one Timothy until kind of the fifth chapter, but we we want to lay a bit of foundation before we get there, and it's it's going to be it's going to be weird and difficult in some ways, um, but we just want to look at the gospel truth kind of um, interwoven into what's being said, and we're we're not going to look at everything around those gospel truth principles leading up to chapter five really, except we're just going to park for a minute in chapter three I think, but other than that we just we just kind of want to allude to the fact that. Paul's being very very intentional here in giving gospel principles from the outset mm-hmm. of this epistle mm-hmm. and um you know of, co- of course this this is written to Timothy um he was pastoring in the church of ephesus and and of course Ephesus had his issues we know that but but paul Paul had shown over and over again that he had love and care for this church you know he uh he dis- he displayed that love and care when he stayed with them longer than I think he stayed anywhere else, which is three and a half years. Mm. And then when he finally left, um, he went out of his way to assemble the elders together and they wept on one another's necks. Mm -hmm. And then when they needed a pastor um, after that, someone to kind of uh, garner support for the church together, he sends his son in the faith, Timothy, uh, and along with many elders uh, beside of him. So, So there's love here from Paul when he writes this, but we see no greater love than the gospel truth that he gives them so just in in verses one and two uh, we start there
1: yeah paul an apostle of jesus christ by the commandment of god our savior and the lord jesus christ our hope to timothy a true son in the faith grace mercy and peace from god our father and jesus christ our lord
0: man so he starts by laying a gospel foundation doesn't he and he uses powerful gospel words and phrases god our father grace mercy and peace from god our father and Lord Jesus Christ. So, um, so yeah, he goes on to talk about in verse 10, sound doctrine, uh, the gospel of the glory of the blessed God. Uh, and when we get into verse number 15, we have this incredible statement, um, th- this trustworthy and fully accepted truth that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners no. of whom I am chief. And even as we get into chapter 2, uh, we, we see that Paul is still going on uh, about the gospel, which which I love when we get into to, to verses five and six, but he, he talks about Christ Jesus who gave himself as a ransom for all. Mm-hmm. So this is this is just, for lack of a better term, this is littering the first couple of chapters, mm-hmm. in in the midst of all the commands mm-hmm. and order and things that he's talking about in chapters one and two, we have clear, powerful, dynamic gospel statements and truths, being given by Paul. Yeah, and then we get into chapter three, right? And this is where we start to see. Um, I think I think everything's kind of built on this stuff, as we've said before, because gospel truth leads to gospel identity, which leads to gospel practice, which leads to gospel community. And so before we ever get into the other stuff, it's like we've we've got to get this gospel truth stuff. So in chapter three, we come to verses 15 and 16.
1: Yeah, if I'm delayed, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house or the household of God. Which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of truth. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen by angels, preached among the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up in glory.
0: Now, make no mistake about it, there's a lot of doctrine and theology there in those verses, which I think is really, really important. And, but, but before we ever get to that stuff, he, he says, You are a household. Yeah. A family, right? Yep. Oykos, oh, and um, and we're we're a family, um, not just a community. Yeah, you can get community anywhere. Mm-hmm. We're a family.
1: Yeah, the house of God. A lot of a lot of even modern day believers say I'm going to the house of God to refer to the yeah. church building. Yeah, but the house of God is the household of God. Mm. We are the household of
0: God. The house of God is anywhere that the believers are assembled together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So whether that's inside that building inherent cross yeah. whether that's in someone's home
1: yeah yeah the house of god which is the church of the living yeah. god so yeah. yeah
0: no that's good but but we, we see here okay the 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 foundation for everything here right right and, and and even the terminology that he uses is really really important the pillar and ground of the truth the 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 pillar and buttress of the truth mm-hmm. so here's here's the foundation of it all and in, in verse number 16 and this is the confession mm-hmm. um and, and a lot of people believe this was a. Uh, um, almost like a, a catechism yeah. in, in the early church these
1: Jews yeah. so without verse 16 we don't have verse 15 exactly verse 16 is the foundation of the, the fact that we're part of this household yeah,
0: yeah. sorry no no certainly yeah, I, I'm with you we're together <laughs> <Why not? laughs> but um, God was manifest in the flesh talking I'm, about the virgin birth of Christ right. the incarnation preach all about that soon yep. Yep, yep justified in the spirit it's the resurrection resurrection Romans 1-4 yep seen by angels mm-hmm Preached among the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up in the glory. Yeah. So we we got to start to finish truth of the person and work of Jesus
1: Christ. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So so this is this is the foundation. Without that truth, we don't get the family alluded to in verse number fifteen. Mm-hmm. But now, now let's let's jump ahead uh kind of the to chapter five and really look at what type of family we're supposed to be.
1: So we're we're going to be in chapter five and chapter six. We're going to look at some of the um, ways that the family are called to treat each other or the characteristics of the family. And um, we're going to look at how it's a family of love, family of care, family of esteem, a family of equals, and a family of generosity. And all that we're going to kind of put under the category of it's a family of honor because Christ is honorable and we treat each other with that same honor. Hmm.
0: So it's important before we get into the rest of this stuff. We've, we've seen the gospel truth and now we're leading into the gospel practice stuff.
1: Yep. You know, trying to have the practice with the reality. Yeah. Mm.
0: So yeah. Five verse
1: one to two is a family of love. It says, do not rebuke an older man, but exhort him as a father, younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, younger women as sisters with all purity. Um, so that word rebuke. It says rebuke not, and it's kind of interesting because there's other passages that say we should rebuke, but what's notable about this word rebuke then?
0: Yeah, to to, to be sharp or to chide or to, to strike, even, even almost the way that um, an abusive master would be with his servant.
1: Yeah. So we're not severely speaking to yeah. our older brothers in Christ, but rather we're going to exhort them. So we're going to plead with them instead. So mm-hmm. if a brother in Christ who's older than us is um, walking waywardly. Then what we're called to do is to get alongside him and plead, mm. basically, yeah, um, and treat him like a father, like a like you would treat your father, and, and not the way you would treat your father, but the way you're meant to treat your father, yeah. right?
0: As a, yeah, yeah. Um, and, sorry, go ahead. i was just gonna say that I think um I think there's such a principle of attitude behind this mm-hmm. because um especially when we're we're talking about this in the context of family. Now those those of us who are in a married relationship, how many times has your spouse said to you? It's not what you said; it's, it's how you said it. Right. <laughs> you know, and and I'm sure I've said that. I, I know Matt has said that, uh, in, our, in our marriage relationship. But it's uh, that's that's kind of what we're dealing with here. Yeah. It's it's not a it's not a, an attitude of uh, being judgmental and looking down on someone. Uh, there's a different attitude behind it.
1: Yeah. So I mean, verse one to two. I'm called to look at every person in the body of Christ. As a member of my family and mm. the older men are my, my fathers, you know, they're my fathers in Jesus, you know, in, 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 the, in how I treat them, um, the older women are my mothers and then the young men are my brothers. The young women are my sisters. I treat them like family, the way I'm meant to treat family, which mm. means ultimately I treat them with honor, respect, gentleness, tenderness, love, and kindness. That's how I, the family of Jesus is meant to treat one another as a family.
0: Yeah. Mother. That's good. Yeah.
1: That's our first one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exhort, yeah. exhort or entreat, or plead yeah yeah,
1: yeah so the second one then is it's a family of care for one another um so verse three says honor widows who are really widows mm-hmm. and then uh verse 9 to 10 goes on to tell us who those real widows are there are women who are of a certain age who don't have any other members of the family who have ac- who've actually been part of the gospel community an active part of the gospel community mm-hmm. um so there's no welfare state back here in first century Rome if you're a widow and you don't have any income you're 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 stuck unless you have some wealthy benefactors able to help you um you can't you can't there's no pension schemes going on here right yeah yeah no insurance policies mm. um and so what what's the church called to do then in this scenario when it says to honor them verse
0: 3 what does that mean to honor them to treat them like like family yeah. the family of god yeah so so I'm 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 meant to honor this lady this older lady, like it's my mother. Like it's your own mother, which is what verse two said, right? Mm. So
1: if your own mother is in a financial situation because she's lost her husband, mm. how would you treat that woman? That's yeah. how you're meant to treat that woman in the family mm. of Jesus.
0: You so, do anything within your means to provide.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So this is talking about financially helping, um, the people in, mm. in, 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 the assembly who are, who are financially not doing well, mm. um, because of our welfare system, um, we don't necessarily have these issues, but we do still have people who are stuck with mm. financial. So this is like the idea of looking after the practical needs of one another, no. not just spiritual. No, you're right? Right. Yeah. So the, the principle underneath all of this is in our culture, in our generation and 21st century Stoke on trend, who are those people who are part of our assembly that actually have practical needs mm. and how can we as a church family treat them like family? Mm-hmm. And meet those needs. When yeah. we've seen that happen at the church, we have, yeah. But it's that's the type of question this is asking, there. Yeah,
0: and it, it's it's the weaker sister principle. Mm-hmm. So um, we 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 said this a few weeks back, but um, the, the church we, we we are only as strong as our weakest member. Yeah, yeah. That's really important for us to to really understand. The health of the church is only as strong as the unhealthiest person in the church. Yeah. So a family member is only happy, healthy, thriving when everyone is happy, healthy, thriving.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. People have been asking me like a lot, like how am I doing? And my response like, like how have you been? And how are you co- and I'm like, you know what? As long as I as long as my mum's okay, I'm okay. You know, like as long as I know my mom's doing all right, I'm doing alright. Um Yeah, we're gonna get into all that some other podcasts, but like um, yeah, I'm the health of the others is, is important to me, the practical needs to be met. And, mm. um, so yeah, we're, we're a family of love. We're a family of care. First 17 to 20 is the slightly awkward one for us, but we're a family of esteem. Mm. Um, so the elders who real, rule well are, are going to be counted of double honor, counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. Mm. Um, so what does that mean for us then? What do we... Do
0: you can uh. kind of the awkward part. Well, it, it means that whatever we say goes. I'm judging. No, That's not what it means. Um, th- th- this idea of, of double honor—it's talking about respect, isn't it? Uh, right. And and re- respect and providing for needs. Yeah. Um, so when when we're dealing with the elders, we're not saying that this is like uh, we should be driving the the best cars or living in the best homes or having mm-hmm. you know the best clothes or, or whatever. That's not what it's talking about here. But it's talking about respect and supply.
1: Yeah, respect and supply, isn't it? So the mm-hmm. double honor is one aspect that he needs to be respected because of the position that he has. Yeah. And the other aspect is... It, the labor is worthy of his wages. The li- yeah, the laborers' worthy of his wages. So it's the supply. So he's financially remunerated. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's one of the ways to say it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and it goes on to say that. But then in verse 19 to 20, it gives us... A, but that's that sort of respect isn't like... It doesn't get him away with stuff. So mm-hmm. verse 19 to 20, like you know, it's this idea of not slandering or gossip against your, your an elder in the church. Do not receive an accusation against them except from two or three witnesses. But verse 20, when you do, when, when a a pastor or elder has been caught in some sin, then he must be rebuked before all. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, oh, we have to respect him. We have to like, we have to brush that under the carpet because that's how to respect him. No, no, no. Like mm. verse 20 says he needs public rebuke. Yeah, Um. Yeah. So this respect, this double honor has like, Edges to has borders to it you know yeah, boundaries yeah. to it essentially yeah. um but yeah we're a family of esteem we treat we treat that 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 our brothers in christ who are in leadership with um with with double honor then mm. yeah we count them like that yeah. so number four is a family of equals in chapter six verse two um those who have believe in masters let them not despise them because they're brothers but rather serve them because those who are benefited are believers and beloved Mm-hmm. This is really challenging. Um, yeah. But slaves are called here to consider their believing masters, brothers in Jesus.
0: Mm. That would be very difficult mm-hmm. in, in in that culture for that type of humility to take place. Yeah. Um, believing masters as brothers. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. No one. Look at that. Like verse to like serve them because those who are benefited by your service are. Believers and beloved. <laughs> yeah. And the end, like, you know, the, and people were in slavery back then. It wasn't a racial thing. It was prison. It was crime. It was, you're born into it because your family's born into it. Yeah. It was a poverty years yeah, before. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. this is, it was a corrupt system. The gospel is one big one to infiltrate yeah. and undo it. And Philemon will look a bit more about that. Yeah. But. It wasn't in the, the meantime, West Indies, church yeah. company stuff. Yeah. 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 But in the meantime, while you're still asleep. Yeah. He's not just your boss. He's your yeah. brother. And you're gladly serving him, um, because he's your brother in Jesus, yeah. and um, and you know, and the Bible has much to say about how masters should be treating their, uh, their, yeah, servants as well. Yeah. In this passage, yeah. uh, so family of equals, yeah. number four, and then number five. Finally, we have a family of generosity, chapter six verse seventeen to nineteen. Mm. Uh, I'll let, you want to get that one?
0: Yeah, yeah. Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Let them do good, that they, may, that they be rich in good works, ready to give, willing to share, storing up for themselves a good foundation for the time to come, that they may lay hold on eternal life.
1: Okay, so verse 18 is really the, the, the command here. Those who are wealthy, those who are well-to-do within the church family, do good. Be rich in your good works, be ready to give, be willing to share. Mm. That's the call of mm. God that God has in your life. So um, God increases our wealth not just to increase, not necessarily to increase our standard of living, but our standard of giving. Yeah. yeah. And uh God calls us then to have open hands of giving to those in need within the church family. Mm. Yeah. You know, so when when there's more when there's more finances coming in, you got a better job, you got a pay rise, the first question we naturally start asking is, Well, what can we do? For us, yeah. But what Christ turns us to ask is what mm. what are the needs of my brothers and sisters?
0: That concept of open hands is is, is brilliant, isn't it? Actually, um, right. open hands of giving. Uh, you, you said to those who are in need in the church family, but but maybe specifically in principle, um, those who are unable to provide for themselves, mm-hmm. those who've fallen on hard times, Dissert. redundancy, medical bills, repentant brother dealing with past consequences. You know what I mean? Yeah. So having open hands toward people who are, who are really can't provide for themselves. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we're, we're meant to be stewards of God's gifts mm-hmm. stewards of his wealth. Not, not, not like owners of it, but God gives us so that we can give to others and we steward his gifts. Um, mm-hmm. we're called to be funnels of blessing that God pours into because he knows we're going to then pour into others as well. Yeah. Um, so we become a family of generosity then as well. So that, that's five of the family aspects of the, of the household of God, a family of love, a family of care, family of esteem, a family of equals, and a family of generosity. And we'll just we'll finish with some gospel truths to wrap it up. Amen. Yeah, so we'll just finish with uh first Timothy six, verse fourteen to sixteen, really. And yes. there's some some of the beautiful truths in there just to remind us that the reason we're doing all of this, the reason we want to we are this family we want to live like this. this is true yeah um so tell us about 14 to 16. Minutes.
0: he says that that you keep this commandment without spot blameless until our lord jesus Christ's appearing looking ahead to christ right yeah yeah uh, which he will manifest in his own time he who is the blessed and only potentate the king of kings and lord of lords who alone has immortality Dwelling in unapproachable light. That's phenomenal, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Whom no man has seen or can see, to whom be honor and everlasting power, all men.
1: So he's at the moment dwelling in unapproachable light, which we can't see. And one day we will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One day we're going to approach the unapproachable light. Without spot. We can't see. Without spot and blame yeah. at his appearing. Because of him. Wow. Not because we've done this family stuff <laughs> well, but because... Of what he's done and mm. so we live our lives in this family in light of that and verse 16 says to him alone is honor mm. and yet in chapter five it says honor the widows honor the the elders yeah um so what what's telling us then is like when we are honoring our family in jesus when you're honoring the older brother when you know when you're honoring the widow or the financially needy person mm. um when you're honoring your elder in, in a way you're honoring because you're honoring the body of Jesus, mm. you're, you're giving honor to the one who is alone worthy of honor. Yeah. So, so we as a family give him honor. And then because we give him honor, one of the ways to do that is to give each other honor. Yeah. To honor one another yeah. because that's what he calls us
0: to. Again, it's that open-handed approach, isn't it? You yeah. Know, with honor, both of the finances and with honoring one another.
1: Yeah. So I, I treat my brothers and sisters the way... I treat, I, I would treat Christ in that scenario mm. and I want to honor him. And he says, well, the way to honor me, the Holy spirit inspired honor the widow, mm. <laughs> you <don't> know, <laughs> help, help, help your brothers and sisters. Sure. You've got practical needs right now. Um, so yeah, that's first Timothy's the household of God. You've been brought into it through the death of Jesus Christ, his resurrection. Um, he's coming back one day. And the in between bit is how to live like that's true, how to live like it's true that we're part of this house. And one day, this whole family is going to be presented to God and and walk into that inapproachable light and see what we can't yet see. Mm. Blameless, like you said, blameless and holy without spot. Mm.
0: Man, it's a joy to serve the Lord, isn't it? A King of kings and Lord of lords, the blessed and only potentate. Praise God for that privilege.
1: Amen. And uh, so, verse 21 grace be with you. Amen. Mm. Yeah.
0: thanks for listening to the baldy bishops podcast if you wish to get a hold of us you can contact us at baldybishops at gmail.com or you can reach out to us on facebook or instagram hey do you want to go get an Okay, that sounds great let's go